0: Each a Link in Friendships Chain, written Friday, April 8, 2011 at 2.30 p.m. The Links Incorporated is one of the largest and oldest volunteer service organizations of African-American women in the country. It was founded in Philadelphia in 1946 as a group of friends linked together in service to their communities. It has since grown to have a global attitude, providing impacting programming around the world, The membership is dynamic and the conventions provide wonderful venues to gather reconnect learn and celebrate the outstanding work of the chapters conventions are where we conduct the official business of the organization and also where we have a simply wonderful time linking it did not take long to get into the flow our days at the conference hotel monday and tuesday were chill but by wednesday things picked up This was the day of our Scott Hawkins graduation. After two years of retreats, webinars, and case studies, our cohort was finally graduating. We were named the Loving Cohort, and we had a sweet commencement over lunch in the hotel sponsored by FedEx. With all of the love flowing in our Scott Hawkins session, my only goal was to make it out without opening a floodgate of tears. The mission was almost complete when one of my, si- my sisters gave a tearful thank you to everyone who'd supported her when her mother passed a few months earlier. And just like everyone was there for me, we are here for you too, Link Kimberly," she said. Open floodgates. I had to get out of there. Once the tears started, they were difficult to stop. The hotel was like a maze, but Monique and I made it back to home base and my childhood friend, Maya, joined us for a visit. Maya is a member of the Richmond, Virginia chapter, and she's a writer, editor, and wife of a famous basketball coach. Maya asked me about Kesner, and it was a comfort to talk to him about her. I told her that I was interested in writing a book. She thought that was a good idea and said that she would introduce me to a friend who'd recently been published. Just then, another friend surprised us and popped into the room with a high-pitched voice, hey, Kimmy. Mom had asked Gail, to stay in the room with me and be my chaperone for the week. This was because I developed the tendency of wandering off to be alone with Kesner and nature. Gail was happy to do it and I was happy to see her. That night we went to a welcome party at the Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History. It was there that I saw my godmother, Marcella. Marcella is a philanthropist from DC and a beautiful person. We'd met and developed a spirit connection on a trip to South Africa in 2007. I'd been wanting to see her and talk to her. We stole away to a corner of the room and talked. She wanted to know everything about Kesner, and I told her, "'What did he call you, Kim?' she asked. He called me Brown Eyes and Beautiful and PYT and Phenomenal Woman and Sweetheart and Babe and Darling and Wisdom.' You're so blessed, Kim. Most people don't get to experience love like that. Dancing in the park? The convention would continue to be filled with memorable moments. I was overwhelmed with support and love. Everybody knew. I couldn't walk through the lobby without Ling Sisters stopping me to tell me how sorry they were for my loss. So many women had experienced tragedy in their young lives, and they wanted to tell me about it, to encourage me. They wanted to tell me that there is light at the end of dark tunnels. One woman's husband and newborn baby died in a crash. Another lost her husband just 10 months after they were married. They were so beautiful, so strong, so resilient. And then I shared a special moment one night with my aunt. Ten years earlier, her daughter and my god sister died in a tragic car accident. I was a sophomore at Spelman at the time and it was horrible. She was my best friend and I loved her with my whole heart. Sitting alone on the couch with her, I asked her if she thought about Heather and if Heather ever came to visit. I believe she does come to visit and when she visits, she'd like us to be doing well. She went on to tell me that I was a survivor. My twenties had been bookended by two significant deaths. Heather at age twenty, and Kesner at age thirty. I thought to myself, "Hmm, she's right. I sure hope it gets better from here." I'm going to add something here, so I, for a while, I stopped um. Speaking, adding um. Extra at the end of these posts. Uh, because I wanted to move through the story, um, even for myself to just move through the story to get it out. Um, but this is important because, um, I don't say enough about Heather. Um, so Heather was my childhood best friend. I knew her, uh, before I knew myself. Um, really we, our friendship was like breathing. Um, we really did not know a time of not knowing each other. Our mothers were friends, um, very good friends and you know how it goes if you have daughters the same age you sort of pair them together and so we um our friendship was organic and she died when I was 20 years old uh, tragically in a car accident and I am 42 years old and I just allowed myself to grieve her fully <laughs> which is a little, you know, it feels crazy, but I, you know, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit here. You know, so I, here I have this story of outwardly grieving Kessner, <laughs> you know, really just, you know, um, sharing my grief. And, and, you know, I do hope that in some ways it's helpful if, if you have experienced grief or, or you know, even helpful in naming some of those feelings or, you know, you know, Helpful in encouraging you to just go a little bit crazy <laughs> it 's okay, um, but um, I think some of the um, way that I have grieved Kesner is influenced by the way that I suppressed the grief that I have for heather, so what i what I say now or what I believe now is that i didn 't have any more room you know, so if I had suppressed the grief that I had for my childhood friend so deeply. Um, that when Kesner died, there was no more space, so it had to <laughs> it had to come out, you know. And, and thank you, very sweet. I had to sort of vomit it out because there was no there was no more space to suppress that. Um, so, and and one of the ways that I um, began to work through this deep grief, to even realize that it was there, um, was through my yoga practice, um, and particularly through the Yin yoga practice, um, through. Um, deep stretching, holding, um, deep, uh, stretches over a period of time and allowing the grief that has been stored in my body to rise to the surface, um, so that I can face it and, and, and grieve it. Uh, so I just want to encourage anybody who is experiencing long grief right now, like I, I have been in conversation, it seems recently with people who are grieving, Um, loved ones who died decades ago, um, and maybe in new ways. um, Just want to encourage you to breathe through it, uh, to allow it to be an embodied experience, to pay attention to your body, to um, work with the practices that are helpful to you uh, to move through that. Um, I love you.